the adventures of mr mocker by thornton w burgess this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. chapter seven sammy jay sits up all night sammy jay sat in the dark and shivered sammy was lonely more lonely than he had ever supposed anybody could be and to tell the truth sammy jay was scared yes sir that was just the way sammy jay felt scared every time a leaf rustled sammy jumped almost out of his skin his heart went pit-a-pat 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 he could hear it himself or at least he thought he could and it seemed to him that if hooty owl should happen to come along he would surely hear it you see it was the first time in all his life that sammy jay had not gone to sleep just as soon as jolly round red mr sun had pulled his rosy nightcap on and gone to bed behind the purple hills but to-night sammy sat in the darkest thickest part of a big pine tree and kept blinking his eyes to keep from going to sleep he had made up his mind that he wouldn't go to sleep at all that night no matter how lonely and frightened he might be he just would keep his eyes and his ears wide open what was he doing it for why because all the little meadow and forest people insisted that every night lately sammy jay had spent a great part of his time screaming in the harsh unpleasant way he does during the day and some of them were very cross because they said that he waked them up when they wanted to sleep now sammy knew better he never in his life had screamed in the night unless well unless he did it in his sleep and didn't know it so he made up his mind to keep awake all of this night and see if in the morning anyone would say that he had waked them up he had watched the black shadows creep through the green forest and grow blacker and blacker the blacker they grew the lonesomer he became by and by it was so dark that he couldn't see anything at all and every little noise made him shiver it is easy to be brave in the daylight but in the dark when you cannot see a thing every little sound seems twice as loud as it really is and gives you such a creepy creepy feeling sammy jay had it now he felt so creepy that it seemed as if he would crawl right out of his skin he kept saying over and over to himself there's nothing to be afraid of there's nothing to be afraid of i'm just as safe as if i was fast asleep but still he shivered and shook by and by looking up through the top of the big pine tree he saw the little stars come out one by one they seemed to be looking right down at him and winking at him in the jolliest way somehow he didn't feel quite so lonely then and he tried to wink back then little soft silvery bars of light began to creep through the branches of the trees and along the ground they were moonbeams and sammy could see just a little a very little he began to feel better <coughs> it was a terrible sound fierce and hungry sammy jay nearly fell from his perch he opened his mouth to scream with fright then he remembered just in time and closed it without a sound 
It was the hunting cry of Hooty the Owl. Sammy Jay sat huddled in a little, forlorn, shivering heap, while twice more that fierce cry rang through the green forest. Then a shadow floated over the big pine tree. Hooty the Owl had flown away without seeing him, and Sammy breathed easier. End of chapter 7 Chapter 8 Sammy Jay is glad he sat up all night. Sammy Jay was having no trouble in keeping awake now, not a bit. He couldn't have gone to sleep if he wanted to, not since Hooty the Owl had frightened him almost out of his skin with his fierce, hungry hunting call. He was too frightened and shivery and creepy to sleep, but he didn't want to anyway. So he sat in the thickest part of the big pine tree, shivering and creepy and miserable. He heard Bobby Coon go down the lone little path on his way to Farmer Brown's cornfield, where the corn was just beginning to get milky and sweet. Out in a patch of bright moonlight, he saw Peter Rabbit jumping and dancing and having the greatest kind of a time all by himself. Pretty soon, Peter was joined by his cousin, Jumper the Hare. Such antics as they did cut up. Sammy Jay almost laughed aloud as he watched. It was less lonely with them there, and he did want to call to them dreadfully. But that would never, never do, for no one must know that he was sitting up awake all night. By and by along came Jimmy Skunk, walking out into the patch of bright moonlight. He touched noses with Peter Rabbit and Jumper the Hare which is one way of saying good evening in the green forest. Isn't it most time for Sammy Jay to scream in his sleep? asked Peter Rabbit. Sammy pricked up his ears. Scream in his sleep? Nonsense! Sammy Jay isn't any more asleep than I am. He just screams out of pure meanness to wake up and frighten good honest folks who want to sleep. For my part, I don't see what anyone wants to sleep for on such a fine night as this anyway. It serves them right if they do get waked up, replied Jimmy Skunk. But Sammy Jay says that he doesn't do it, and doesn't know anything about it, said Peter Rabbit. Have you ever seen him scream in the night, Jimmy Skunk? No, I don't have to, replied Jimmy Skunk. I guess I know his voice when I hear it, and I've heard it enough times the last few nights. Goodness knows. Tell me this, Peter Rabbit. Who else is there that cries thief, 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 and screams like Sammy Jay? Peter shook his head. I guess you are right, Jimmy Skunk. I guess you are right, he said. Of course I'm right. There now. Jimmy held up one hand to warn Peter to keep still. Sure enough. There was Sammy Jay's voice way over in the alders beside the laughing brook, and it was screaming, Thief! 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 They all heard it. Sammy Jay heard it, too, and scratched himself to be sure that he was awake and sitting there in the big pine tree. It's my voice, and it isn't my voice, for I haven't made a sound, and it's over in the alders while I'm here in my own big pine tree, muttered Sammy Jay to himself. I'm glad I kept awake, but maybe I'm going crazy. My wits are getting hazy. That's surely me, yet here I be. Oh, dear, I sure am crazy. 
End of Chapter 8 Chapter 9 The Mystery Grows Can a body be a body, yet not a body be? Tell a body anybody, it's such a body, see? Of course it was Sammy Jay who was humming such a foolish-sounding rhyme as that. But really, it wasn't so foolish in Sammy's case after all. He had sat up wide awake all night just to try to find out why it was that all the little meadow and forest people had complained that he spent part of each night screaming, Thief! 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 just as he does in the daytime. Now he knew. Sitting in the dark in his big pine tree, he had heard his own voice, or what sounded like his own voice, screaming down in the alders by the laughing brook. Sammy had scratched himself to be sure that he was really and truly awake and not dreaming, for there was his voice down in the alders, and there was himself sitting in the big pine tree with his mouth closed as tight as he could shut it. Did ever a jay-bird have anything so queer as that to puzzle him? Anyway, Sammy Jay knew that he didn't scream in his sleep, and there was a whole lot of comfort in that. He could eat with a better appetite now. You see, when he had been told that he was screaming in the night, Sammy had been afraid that he was doing it in his sleep. And if he was doing that, why, some dark night Hooty the Owl might hear him and find him, and that would be the end of him. Now he knew that he could go to sleep in peace, just as he always did. Sammy Jay brushed and smoothed out his handsome blue coat and made himself as pert and smart-appearing as possible. He had been so worried lately that he hadn't taken much care of himself, which is very unusual for Sammy Jay. Now, however, he felt so much better that he began to think about his looks. When he had finished dressing, he started for the alders beside the laughing brook just to have a look around. Of course, he didn't expect to find his voice down there, for whoever saw a voice. Still he thought that he might find something that could explain the mystery. He hunted all around in the thicket of alders beside the laughing brook, but nothing unusual did he find. Then for a long time he sat as still as still can be, studying and thinking. Finally he thought to himself, I'll just see how my voice really does sound here. And opening his mouth he screamed, Thief! thief thief then out popped jenny wren and she was so mad that she couldn't sit still a second my 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 how she did scold you ought to be ashamed of yourself sammy jay you ought to be ashamed of yourself she sputtered isn't it enough to keep us awake half the night without coming down and screaming all day i haven't been down here in the night and i haven't kept anybody awake replied sammy jay indignantly Jenny Wren came right up in front of Sammy Jay and hopped up and down. She was so mad that with every word she jerked her funny little tail so that Sammy Jay almost had to laugh. Don't tell that to me, Sammy Jay. Don't tell that to me, she cried. Didn't I see you with my own eyes sitting in that elder over there? Don't tell that to me. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. End of chapter 9 Chapter 10. 
Sammy Jay Seeks Advice Sammy Jay had a headache, such a headache. He had thought and thought and thought, until now it seemed to him that the world surely had turned topsy-turvy. His poor little head was all in a whirl, and that was what made it ache. First, he had been accused of screaming in the night to waken and scare the little meadow and forest people who wanted to sleep. Then he had kept awake all night to find out what it meant, and he had heard what sounded like his own voice screaming, Thief! 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 Down by the laughing brook, when all the time he was sitting in the dark in his own big pine tree in the green forest. That was bad enough. But to have Jenny Wren tell him that she had seen him with her own eyes sitting in an alder tree and screaming, at the very same time that he had been back there in the big pine tree, was more than Sammy Jay could stand. It was no wonder that his head ached. Hardly any of the little meadow or forest people would speak to him now. They just turned their backs to him whenever he met them. He didn't mind this so much because he knew that none of them had ever liked him very well. You see, he had played too many mean tricks for anyone to really like him, but he did hate to have them blame him for something that he hadn't done. It's too much for me, said Sammy Jay. It's much too much for me. I've thought and thought until my brain just goes round and round and makes me dizzy and my thoughts turn somersaults over each other. I must get help somewhere. Now who can I go to? So few will have anything to do with me. Call! 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 Sammy Jay pricked up his ears and spread his wings. My cousin Blackie the Crow! he cried. Why didn't I think of him before? He's very smart, is Blackie the Crow, and perhaps he can tell me what to do. So Sammy Jay hurried as fast as he could to lay his troubles before Blackie the Crow. Blackie's eyes twinkled as he listened to Sammy Jay's tale of woe. When Sammy had finished and had asked for Blackie's advice, Blackie went into a black study. Sammy sat and waited patiently, for he felt certain that Blackie's shrewd head would find some plan to solve the mystery. I don't know how you can find out who it is that's making you all this trouble, but I'll tell you how you can prove that it isn't you that screams in the night, said Blackie the Crow after a while. How? asked Sammy Jay eagerly. Go away from the green meadows and the green forest and stay away for a week, replied Blackie the Crow. Go up to the far away old pasture on the edge of the mountain where Reddy and Granny Fox are living. Have Boomer the Nighthawk see you go to bed there and then ask him to come straight down here and tell Peter Rabbit just where you are. Peter will tell everyone else for he can't keep his tongue still. And then they'll all know that it isn't you that screams in the night. The very thing, cried Sammy Jay. I'll move at once. And off he hurried to prepare to move up to the old pasture. End of chapter 10 Chapter 11 
How Blacky the Crow's Plan Worked Out Thief! 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 Old Granny Fox, trotting along a cow path in the old pasture on the edge of the mountain, heard it and grinned. Reddy Fox, sitting in the doorway of their new home under the great rocks in the midst of the thickest clump of bushes and young trees, heard it too. And he grinned even more broadly than Granny Fox. It sounded good to him, did that harsh scream, for it was the first time he had heard the voice of a single one of the little meadow and forest people since he and Granny Fox had moved up to the lonesome old pasture. Now I wonder what has brought Sammy Jay way up here, said Reddy as he limped out to the edge of the thick tangle of bushes and young trees. Pretty soon he caught sight of a wonderful coat of bright blue with white trimmings. Hi, Sammy Jay. What are you doing up here? shouted Reddy Fox. Sammy Jay heard him and hurried over to where Reddy Fox was sitting. Hello, Reddy Fox. How are you feeling? said Sammy Jay. Better, thank you. What are you doing way up here in this lonely place? replied Reddy. It's a long story, said Sammy Jay. Tell it to me, begged Reddy Fox. So Sammy Jay told him all about the trouble he had on the green meadows and in the green forest, and how hardly anyone would speak to him because they said that he kept them awake by screaming in the night. He told how he had sat up all night and had heard what sounded like his own voice, when all the time he was sitting with his mouth shut as tight as tight could be. Then he told about Blacky the Crow's plan, which was that Sammy should come to the old pasture and live for a week. Then, if the little people of the Green Meadows and the Green Forest heard screams in the night, they would know that it was not Sammy Jay who was waking them up. Reddy Fox chuckled as he listened. You know misery likes company, and it tickled Reddy to think that someone else had been forced to leave the Green Meadows and the Green Forest. That night, Sammy Jay found a comfortable place which seemed quite safe in which to go to sleep. Just after jolly, round, red Mr. Sun went to bed behind the purple hills, Sammy saw Boomer the Nighthawk circling round high in the air, catching his dinner. Sammy screamed twice. Boomer heard him, and down he came with a rush. Why, Sammy Jay, what under the sun are you doing way off here? exclaimed Boomer. Going to bed, replied Sammy. Say, Boomer, will you do something for me? That depends upon what it is, replied Boomer. It's just an errand, replied Sammy Jay, and then he asked Boomer to go down to the Green Meadows and tell Peter Rabbit how he, Boomer, had seen Sammy going to bed up in the faraway old pasture. Boomer promised that he would, and off he started. He found Peter and told him. Of course, Peter was very much surprised, and, because he cannot keep his tongue still, he started off at once to tell everybody he could find, just as Blacky the Crow had thought he would do. End of chapter 11 Chapter 12 No One Believes Peter Rabbit Peter Rabbit sat in his secret place in the middle of the old briar-patch. Peter was doing some very hard thinking. 
he ought to have been asleep for he had been out the whole night long but instead of sleeping he was wide awake and thinking and thinking you see early the night before boomer the nighthawk had told peter that sammy jay was up in the faraway old pasture boomer had seen him going to bed there and had come straight down to tell peter this was great news and peter could hardly wait for boomer to stop talking he was so anxious to spread the news over the green meadows and through the green forest for peter is a great gossip and cannot keep his tongue still so he had hurried this way and that way telling everyone he met how sammy jay had moved away to the old pasture but no one believed him wait and see wait and see said jimmy skunk it's just a trick said bobby coon but boomer the nighthawk saw him up there going to bed and talked with him cried peter rabbit perhaps he did and then again perhaps he didn't replied bobby coon carefully washing an ear of sweet milky corn that he had brought down to the laughing brook from farmer brown's cornfield for bobby coon is very very neat and always washes his food before eating for my part he continued i believe that boomer the nighthawk just made up that story to help sammy jay fool us but that would be a wrong story and i don't believe that boomer would do anything like that cried peter just then there was a shrill scream of thief 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 over in the alder bushes it certainly sounded like sammy jay's voice what did i tell you now what do you think cried bobby coon peter didn't know what to think and he said so he left bobby to eat his corn and spent the rest of the night telling everyone he met what boomer the nighthawk had said but of course no one believed it and everyone laughed at him for hadn't they heard sammy jay screaming that very night so now peter sat in the old briar-patch thinking and thinking when he should have been asleep finally he yawned and stretched and then started along one of his private little paths i'll just run up to the green forest and try to find sammy jay he said so peter hunted and hunted all through the green forest for sammy jay and asked everybody he met if they had seen sammy but no one had though everyone took pains to tell peter that they heard sammy in the night at last peter found sticky toes the tree toad he was muttering and grumbling to himself and he didn't see peter peter stopped to listen which was of course a very wrong thing to do and what he heard gave peter an idea End of chapter twelve chapter thirteen sticky toes the tree toad pours out his troubles sticky toes was quite upset there was no doubt about it either he had gotten out of the wrong side of the bed that morning or his breakfast had disagreed with him or something had happened to make him lose his temper completely don't know what it means don't know what it means don't know what it means croaked sticky toes the tree toad over and over again heard it last night and the night before that and before that and before that and before that 
and I don't know what it means. Don't know what what means? asked Peter Rabbit, whose curiosity would not let him keep still. Hello, long ears. I don't know that it's any of your business, said Sticky Toes. Peter allowed that it wasn't, but that as he had so much on his mind he couldn't help being interested when he found that Sticky Toes had troubles too. Then he told Sticky Toes all about how Boomer the Nighthawk had said that he had seen Sammy Jay go into bed up in the faraway old pasture, and how that very night Sammy Jay's voice had been heard screaming down in the alders beside the laughing brook. Sticky Toes nodded his head. I heard it, said he. But how could Sammy Jay be down here if he went to bed way off there in the old pasture? Tell me that, Sticky Toes, said Peter Rabbit. Sticky Toes shook his head. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Just tell me how it is that I hear my own voice when I don't speak a word, said Sticky Toes the tree toad. What is that? exclaimed Peter Rabbit. Then Sticky Toes poured out all his troubles to Peter Rabbit. They were very much like the troubles of Sammy Jay. Every night, Sticky Toes would hear what sounded like his own voice coming from a tree in which he was not sitting at all, and at a time when he was keeping his mouth shut as tight as he knew how. In fact, he had been so worried that for several nights he hadn't said a word, yet his neighbors had complained that he had been very noisy. He was getting so worried that he couldn't eat. Peter Rabbit listened with his mouth wide open. It was just the same kind of a story that Sammy Jay had told. What under the sun could be going on? Peter couldn't understand it at all. It certainly was very, very curious. He just must find out about it. End of chapter 13